0: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story.
1: In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Shopping just got a whole lot better with GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank gives you reward points when you shop. And points can be redeemed as cash with a simple tap in the GoTime Bank app.
1: Not only does GoTime Bank offer interest rates 50 times higher than traditional banks, but it also provides three free bank transfers to other banks per week.
0: With GoTime Bank, you can send, shop, and save with ease and confidence knowing that your money is safe and secure.
1: Download the GoTime Bank app today and open an account in less than five minutes. Visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details.
0: PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts
1: Viewer discretion is advised
0: The use and distribution of illegal substances have been an ongoing problem since drug cartels figured out how to grow their syndicates into multi-million dollar empires Drug syndicates thrive on their customers' addiction caused by narcotics, which has become a very dangerous cycle that does not seem to end. In a generation where rave parties have been a massive occurrence for social events, it is well documented across the globe that many people, particularly teenagers and young adults, take party drugs while participating in these types of parties. But what happens if a person or group mistakenly consumes a party drug that an average human body could not withstand?
1: An example of this happened during the 2016 Close Up Forever Summer Concert held at the Mall of Asia Concert Grounds with more than 15,000 people in attendance. Tragically, five people who didn't know each other were reported to have bizarrely collapsed minutes apart at different venue areas. As soon as the initial autopsy reports came out, the results shocked the entire nation, exposing drug-related personalities from privileged families with political connections that later turned on each other.
0: You are listening to the PH Murder Stories podcast, and this is the 10th episode of Season 3. If you are a solid listener of our show, you may consider supporting the PH Murder Stories team by subscribing as a suspect or prime suspect at www.patreon.com/slash PH Murder Stories or by giving us a 5-star rating on Spotify. Mauwi sa trahedyang masayang party sa pasay nitong weekend. Lima kasi sa dumalo ang week. Hindi naman daw magkakakilala ang mga biktima, kaya palaisipan ang sabay-sabay na paghimatay nila sa gitna ng konsyerto. Tinanggi naman ng suspect na nagbenta siya sa close-up event.
1: nag take lang ako doon. Tapos... Tapos yung nung pagpunta ko dun, lahat na nang tao sabog na. Tapos lahat na sumasayaw, lahat na ano, lahat na naka-droga na lahat.
0: Anna, na hindi niya na yung sakit. Kasi yung report na kong, ayaw nga alamin ba Anak ko yun na inalagaan mo ng 18 years tapos... Mawawala ng ganoon Can you imagine drug lords being released and these children or victims are being sentenced? Their victims, you know, really victims. And why are they running after this case? They should be given a chance.
1: Nasaan ang NBI, ang, ang anti-drug nila or whatever uh, that that agency is called? Saan yung police? Saan ang PDEA? Bakit gano'n karami ang namatay? Magkasala na kayo na magkasala. Wag talaga. Kayong mga polis. <coughs> <at Mariusel. coughs> Bakit wala kayo dong? Baka pinayarang kayo. Failure of intelligence. Dapat nang pagkumpisa umpisa pa lang, nandoon na kayo, nangangamoy na kayo. <coughs> karami na yun sa Manila. In a summer phenomenon, where young sporty hippie culture and behavior prevailed in 1967, Unilever formulated the world's first transparent toothpaste, combining the usual good stuff of toothpaste and a special dose of mouthwash. Before that, only toothpaste with a literal white paste that often tastes chalky was out of the market. But the status quo did not last long until close-up was introduced as the globe's first gel toothpaste. The brand is positioned to target the youth segment with a lifestyle appeal in its advertising campaigns. A generation growing more attuned to global brands and more influential over-purchases made in extended family households. While its major competitors usually have focused on marketing family members discussing dental health with a dentist, close-up ads have touted freshness and confidence, often featuring a young boy and girl, and a close encounter at college or a sports event. The Philippines today has the largest generation of young people in its history. In the latest 2020 census by the Philippine Statistics Authority, youth or persons aged 15 to 30 years totaled 31.4 million, or about 28.9% of the household population. Close-up caught the attention of Filipino youth when it launched the bold idea of using MTV-style ads on television. The first of its kind was Gwen Guthrie's Close to You ad, The longest commercial in history with two minutes and 17 seconds the brand succeeded in breaking out from the mold of youth advertising and positioned itself as the toothpaste for young filipinos
0: close up forever summer can trace its roots to a series of music festivals organized by unilever to promote its flagship gel toothpaste brand in the philippines in 2004 Close-up snatched the world record for the most number of people kissing simultaneously in Baywalk, Manila to welcome Valentine's Day. The first Palooza had 5,347 kissing couples participating, thus breaking Sheila's 4,445 in the Guinness Book of World Records. The Kiss Fest enticed a crowd of about 30,000 which took the two-kilometer stretch of Ross Boulevard to TM Calau up to Pablo Ocampo Sr. streets and caused monstrous traffic jams on all streets leading up to the area up to 2 a.m. Love Lovapalooza is a synchronized 10-second lip-lock event held in a romantic open space for a thousand couples. It was derived from the words love or deep affection to someone and Lollapalooza, an English slang that means, something outstanding of its kind. The following year, Unilever Philippines turned Lollapalooza 2 from a mere marketing campaign into a Valentine's Day tradition for Filipino couples. The event encouraged wider participation of the four major cities, including Manila, Angeles, Cebu, and Davao. However. It was also during that year when Hungary had the record of 5,875 kissing couples. A year after, apart from the traditional midnight kisses, Lovapalooza 3 showcased several performances of popular Philippine bands and celebrities and 16 real couples who professed their love to their respective partners on national television. Unfortunately, the number of attendees still fell short of breaking the previous record of Hungary. In 2007, Lovapalooza 4 reclaimed its previous Guinness Book of World Record title with simultaneous 10-second kissing of 6,124 couples in the north open lot of S.M. Mall, Asia. Since then, the event has become a custom in the country since its inception in 2004. In its final year, it fused itself with the 3rd Philippine International Pyro Musical Competition. But despite the event's successful track record, the pre-Valentine event irked the Catholic Church. With the Philippines being a Christian country, Auxiliary Bishop of Manila, Teodoro Bakani, insisted that Lovapalooza should not be encouraged because the couple's supposedly intimate show of affection has become trivialized for the mere reason of beating a world record and seeing themselves on television. In 2013, Close Up introduced a new tradition of a 12-hour non-stop summer music festival featuring both local and foreign artists called Summer Solstice, which summoned partygoers, music lovers, adventure seekers, and anyone and everyone looking for a good time to an open field in the name of music, a description that perfectly fits the youth sector.
1: Close-Up Philippines brand manager John Imperial said, It's time to embark on a new adventure, something that has never been done before. Despite the success of Summer Solstice, Close-Up has transformed its music festivals from an array of live music performances to a non-stop rave dance party in 2014. It was then when Forever Summer was born at the Globe Circuit Events Grounds, Makati City. The event was an electronic dance music themed music festival, graced by different local and international DJs. It was also the first ever crowdsourced party in the country, asking the audience through social media to choose the artists who would play for the event. From neon bikinis to light up sunglasses to outrageous headgear, Rappler described it as go big or go home for the partygoers. In 2015, Close Up went back to Mall of Asia concert grounds after almost a decade to accommodate a larger crowd for its second Forever Summer. Apart from combining EDM and indie acts, fireworks and a kiss cam were also reintroduced to observe past Close Up events. In a press release, the senior brand manager for Close Up, Jem La Forteza, said that they weren't prepared for a music festival in 2015 but then pushed through after requests for another round of partying poured in.
0: In 2016, Close-Up announced that they would hold the last Close-Up Forever Summer Festival on the afternoon of May 21 at the SM Mall of Asia concert grounds. It's now or never, as they emphasized in their promotional materials. At first, People rumored that the American production duo, the Chainsmokers, would be the biggest artist for its its last-of-its-kind event. But later on, the toothpaste brand chose Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike to be its major performers, together with DJs Julian Jordan, Goldfish and Blink, and other foreign and local music performers. Given that organizers highlighted the end of an era, around 15,000 people attended the event. While 442 security personnel were deployed to secure them, according to Activations Advertising, the number includes 100 uniformed policemen, 235 bouncers, 86 security guards from Moa and Red Knights, and six teams of bomb and drug-sniffing dogs. However, some participants noticed that no K-9 teams, bouncers, and security personnel were seen. Concert-goers were also allowed to drink alcoholic beverages and purchase these from the different concessionaires within the concert area, even though the organizer and the vendors failed to secure liquor permits from the venue's local government unit.
1: A few hours later, while the program was still ongoing, five individuals were found unconscious in different locations within the venue. These were 22-year-old Ariel Leal, a graduate of St. Louis University and University of Baguio Science High School in Baguio City. 36-year-old Lance Garcia, a renowned toy collector and co-founder of tech startup Partyfile. 18-year-old Ken Miyagawa, a son of an overseas Filipino worker who once dreamed of being a chef in Italy. 18-year-old Bianca Fontejón, a freshman psychology student from De La Salle University, and 33-year-old Eric Anthony Miller, an American national. The five fatalities did not know each other. In context, five medical tents and one field medical hospital were set up within the area, with assigned health staff to bring emergency cases to the following hospitals San Juan de Dios Hospital, Pasay General Hospital, Adventist Medical Center, and Manila Doctors' Hospital. Fontejon and Miller were brought to the Manila Doctors' Hospital while Leal Garcia and Miyagawa were rushed to the San Juan de Dios Hospital. Unfortunately, all of them were pronounced dead. Leal's family had refused an autopsy, while the police waited for Miyagawa's relatives to arrive in the country to secure permission for an autopsy. As for Miller, they coordinated with the U.S. Embassy which had already received the initial incident report.
0: At first, the authorities thought they suffered from dehydration or heatstroke given that the country was experiencing a dry season due to El Nino. Food poisoning was also seen as an angle in the case. When they asked other concert goers in the area, they thought the victims were only sleeping. There were reports in social media that some of the concert goers had taken the so-called Green Amore, or Fly High, a potent mix of ecstasy and shabu, during the party. Meanwhile, then-Senator Vicente Tito Soto III, in a privileged speech, eyed the muscle painkiller Wari Active, or Laughing Gas, possibly as one of the drugs used by the victims in the concert. Actress Alma Moreno, who was present at the concert, narrated about a group of teenagers dancing non-stop and obviously onto something different. She then saw one girl whose arms got stiff and fell unconsciously on the ground. From then, she knew that there was something wrong going on. In a post on their official Facebook page, Close Up and its organizing agency, Activations Advertising, And staging agency, Eventscape, expressed their deepest sympathies to the victims' families And pledged to provide medical assistance for their speedy recovery Company president, Annie Garcia, said Their company is helping the event organizers and authorities in their investigation When the National Bureau of Investigation, Medical Legal Division Performed the autopsy on Fontejon and Garcia's bodies The initial finding was they Endured a Massive Heart Attack The massive heart attacks that killed Fontehon and Garcia were brought by high blood pressure, kidney failure, and dehydration which are indicators of drug overdose Upon conducting a toxicology examination to determine further what triggered the heart attack it was shown that Fontejon had two types of dangerous drugs in her body MDMA methylene homologue commonly known as ecstasy, and synthetic cathinones, better known as bath salts. According to the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency, ecstasy is the go-to illegal drug among young people during rave parties, recreational activities, and nightclubbing.
1: On the other hand, bath salts are powerful stimulant drugs that increase brain and central nervous system activity. Being recreational designer drugs, these are marketed as cheap alternatives to meth, cocaine, and ecstasy. The last two autopsies by the Southern Police District showed that Fontejón and Garcia died of heart failure and brain swelling. In a statement, NBI medical legal officer Wilfredo Tierra said, There was bleeding in the internal organs, which is highly unusual in cases like these. Almost all internal organs were involved the brain, the lungs, the liver, the intestines, the spleen, and the kidneys. But what struck him the most, Tierra added, was the state of the victim's hearts. Both looked as if they had already been grilled, as these were a mixture of brown, red, and black in color. In a piece of information gathered by Fontejón's family, Bianca drank water from an uncapped bottle passed around the concert grounds. On June seven. The PNP Crime Laboratory confirmed that traces of amphetamine-based metabolites, the active ingredient in the party drug ecstasy, were found in the bodies of two other victims, Miyagawa and Miller, in addition to traces of a relatively new drug found on Miyagawa. PNP Crime Laboratory Director, Chief Superintendent Manuel Aranas mentioned that the intake of alcohol by the victims also led to multiple organ failures which was the immediate cause of their death. Miyagawa's alcohol level was at 0.62, while Miller's was at 0.38. The two victims also had a history of possible illegal drug use. Based on the findings, Miyagawa had fibrosis in the heart, a thickening and scarring of the connective tissue, and a possible indication of a drug habit. One of Miyagawa's groupmates at the concert earlier confirmed that they used ecstasy before the event. On the other hand, Miller's heart also showed the same scarring. In the initial autopsy conducted on Miyagawa and Miller, unlike in the examinations held on Fontejon and Garcia, it was noted that there were no ruptured organs found in their bodies.
0: After calling a midnight press conference, then-incoming President Rodrigo Duterte who got a landslide victory during the 2016 presidential election on a war-on-crime platform, slammed the authorities for its failure of intelligence to prevent the reported drug dealings during the concert party. He said, The police's failure to notice the drug dealers during the event was unacceptable. Due to the incident, he mauled a massive reshuffling of the members of the Philippine National Police and NBI transferring personnel deployed in Manila to provinces, or vice versa. On the late night of May 27, 2016, a combined team of NBI Anti-Illegal Drugs Division agents, PIDEA members, and local police arrested 22-year-old Joshua Habalo in an entrapment operation at House Manila in Remington Hotel, located within the 25-hectare Newport City in Pasay. Upon receiving a tip that Habalo was organizing a rave party that day, the operatives went undercover as party-goers. They met Habalo who offered to sell them five tablets of Pink Ecstasy priced at 1,500 pesos per piece. Apart from the marked money and the Pink Ecstasy tablets used in the transaction, pockets of suspected cocaine and the so-called Green Amore or Fly High A potent mix of ecstasy and shabu were confiscated from him The latter substances were said to be sold during the concert Habalo admitted that he was in the close-up concert and was high on ecstasy But denied selling drugs to the attendees He also provided the NBI with names of about 10 groups who allegedly sold drugs at the event most of them placing the illegal substances in their underwear since the security personnel conducting the body search did not inspect these parts. Habalo told the NBI that the drugs were popular among the youth at the concert, claiming that some of those who bought were as young as 12 years old. Consequently, Habalo was charged with violating the Comprehensive Dangerous Drugs Act of 2002 for drug possession and selling drugs. Earlier, the NBI also arrested him for the same charges in 2014. At the time, he was caught with drugs that looked like green amore pills, but they contained only synthetic cathinones, a stimulant found in the cat plant. Its effects on the body are similar to ecstasy, but Philippine law has not yet classified them as illegal. Therefore, the authorities had to release him. Officials said they had obtained photos of suspected illegal drugs taken by some people who attended the concert and videos of the party.
1: After arresting Habalo, the NBI caught five more suspects who were allegedly involved in selling illegal drugs in the close-up concert. These suspects are Mark Dean, Erika Valbuena, Thomas Halili, Martin Di Macali, and Sergio Villanueva. The NBI agents traced the suspect's whereabouts following a tip from an anonymous politician after his son confessed to having purchased drugs during the rave party event. Amid the buy-bust operation in Parañaque, Villanueva handed a small medicine bottle containing ten pieces of ecstasy pills after receiving the marked money. The officers then went to the condominium unit at Azur Urban Resort Residences, where Dean was waiting for his share in the drug trade. As soon as Dean saw the authorities escort Villanueva heading toward his condo unit, he promptly closed the door, but the NBI operatives weren't having it and immediately kicked down the door and arrested Dean and the rest of the suspects. Inside Dean's condominium unit was a kitchen-type laboratory where illegal drugs were being manufactured. Also recovered were synthetic materials, various drug paraphernalia, and a manual on making illegal drugs. The NBI had profiled all the suspects, whose ages ranged from 20 to 30 years old, to be from well-off families and as having celebrities and prominent personalities as their clients. On the other hand, the suspects claimed that they were having a session at Dean's unit, and they were only making vitamin supplements as part of the business of one of their friends. However, all of them admitted they were using drugs.
0: On April 6, 2018, two years after their arrest, Paranaque Regional Trial Court Branch 259, Judge Danilo Suarez sentenced Dean and Villanueva to life imprisonment after they were found guilty of drug pushing and ordered them to pay a fine of 5 million pesos each. Meanwhile, the rest of the accused, Valbuena, Halili, and Di were meted 20 years in prison and fined 500,000 each. The court charged the five suspects with several violations of Republic Act No. 9165 or the Comprehensive Dangerous Drugs Act of 2002 The local court also found them guilty of possession of drug paraphernalia and ordered them to pay a fine of 20,000 pesos each Judge Suarez, however, dismissed the accused for violating the manufacture of dangerous drugs and or controlled precursors and essential chemicals for insufficiency of evidence. Valbuena was ordered to be transferred from the Paranaque City Jail to Mandaluyong's Women's Correctional Institution. The others will serve time at the New believed Prison in Muntinlupa. The event organizers were also separately charged over the deaths in the tragic event. On February 1, 2017, the NBI filed criminal charges before the Department of Justice against six executives of Unilever Philippines, the parent company of Toothpaste Brand Close-Up, and six other officers of Activation Advertising, Hype House Production, and Delirium Manpower Services. The event's organizing and security agencies For negligence and violation of the corporation code Being involved in the deliberations for the final security master plan The NBI said the respondents failed to anticipate several security factors Which resulted in their failure to prevent the entry of illegal drugs at the venue such as failure to conduct a simulation exercise with the police before the concert, the presence of drug-sniffing dogs in the area, and the insufficient number of bouncers deployed in the event who were only trained for crowd control, unruly behavior, and place evacuation. On the other hand, Close Up has vowed to cooperate with the proceedings. However, the respondents failed to show up in the first hearing. They only sent their corporate lawyers to receive the documents from the DOJ Associate Prosecution Attorney, Ana Noreen Devanadera, who handles the case, gave them more time to file their answers in the next hearing In the following hearing, Close-Up and Unilever executives, through their counsel insisted on dismissing the charges simply because they are officers without any relation to the event and they might be misguided or going after their wrong parties PH Murder Stories, until today, exerts its due diligence to research the complaint's outcome but we failed to obtain any update regarding the case filed by the NBI before the DOJ
1: Although he was allegedly involved in selling drugs, Joshua Habalo was later released after the party drugs found in his possession contained only synthetic cathinone, which is not listed as an illegal substance under the outdated Dangerous Drugs Law of the country. The same reason for his release two years before the tragic concert incident. Unfortunately, on May 2, 2019, Habalo was riding his motorcycle along Octagon Street in Barangay de La Paz, Pasig City when two gunmen, also aboard motorcycles with no license plates, followed and shot him several times. The culprits behind Habalo's killing haven't been caught.
0: The tragic 2016 Close-Up Forever summer incident has emphasized the partygoer's addiction to party drugs A significant problem that our society continues to struggle with today In addition, the killing of Joshua Habalo in 2019 Portrays that this case failed to point out the entirety of the drug syndicates that played a role in this catastrophe Regardless We should always remain hopeful that our society continues to come up with strong initiatives that could finally free us from the shackles of illegal drugs.
1: Two weeks ago, my co-host Trish interviewed me regarding my thoughts on the concept of parinig. This time, it's my turn to ask her some tough questions. So Trish, ready na ba?
0: Hi, Drew. I'm ready na. I hope hindi mahirap yung questions mo.
1: <laughs> okay, let's start na. What are your thoughts on the concept of parinig in relationships?
0: Ooh, <laughs> dami siguro yung divided sa tanong mo. Uh, for me… Well, ideally, dapat communicate niyo pareho yung gusto niyong sabihin sa set isa para clear yung mga bagay-bagay. Communication is the key, ika nga, diba? <laughs> Pero I'd be lying if I said na hindi ko pa nagagawa magparinig in my relationships. Minsan kasi ayoko pang sabihin directly yung gusto kong sabihin. Minsan gusto ko muna ilabas in my own way. Whether it's through song lyrics or a tweet or some quote on IG. Para somehow ko ako mako. <laughs> Pero, I think ang importante naman is, after mo mag dapat ma express parin or ma share nyo sa isat isa yung narangam duman nyo. Or else, dima malalaman ng isa na nagtat ng poka na pala, or may nagwa pala siya na di mo nagustuhan So, maybe some form of expression yung parinye, but in the end, para hindi ma yung negative feelings nyo. Hindi na pa doon, napag-uusapan pa rin and na-ayos.
1: Very well said, Trish. Communication talaga is really the key para maging mas healthy ang relationships. Thank you for answering my questions and I hope na gusto nito ng ating mga listeners. Sa inyo guys, ano ba ang parinig sa inyo in relationships? Is it good? Is it bad? Let us know your thoughts by tweeting us at PH Murder Stories and doon natin ituloy ang discussion. Thanks, Drew.
0: Before we end this episode, I hope our listeners can participate in our poll dito sa episode natin ngayon. Kahit tapos na yung Valentine's Day, walang pinipilig araw ang breakups. So if you guys have breakup song suggestions, kindly comment it down. And maybe we could create a playlist based on all your suggestions. Thanks guys! We'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Listening to PH Murder Stories.
0: If you like this episode, give us a five star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: You can also support our show on Patreon. Any amount you donate would benefit our team to keep doing what we love, which is to provide more true crime episodes for our listeners. Link in the description.
0: For further updates from our show, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. At PH Murder Stories And subscribe to our YouTube channel At PH Murder Stories
1: The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests Do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia The hosts of the program or other programs of the network Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Planning for your
0: next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more